The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Welcome back to the Sports Complex on a a Wednesday afternoon here on the Horn on the show today. We'll talk some more NCAA football. The transfer portal is open and people are jumping in at record numbers. Everyone's trying to get in, but some people starting to find landing places as well. Coaches moving around and the coaching carousel is starting. Now, we're getting most of the head coaches are filled, but some of the times you're hiring a head coach from somewhere to fill somewhere else, so that keeps it moving. And we got some offensive coordinators from the Big 12 also moving around. Uh, We'll talk some Heisman odds as we get closer to the ceremony on Saturday. Coach of the year as well is a big discussion happening right now. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day. The NBA in-season tournament continued last night, and all three Texas NBA teams are playing tonight. NCAA basketball, Texas plays a big game against former coach Shaka Smart and the Marquette. We'll see how that goes, and we'll talk some NFL. And, of course, your text messages here on the Sports Complex. 512-447-3776. 512-447-3776 is the text line. Uh, we know we still have some people who may be using the old number. It doesn't. It's no longer active. We no longer see those. So 512 447 3776 is the text line number. Uh, keep texting in there. We're going to get to all your texts. We try and get to everyone. We don't necessarily always succeed in it, but we try to get to every single text. We appreciate you guys uh, for bringing it uh, so much in these last few weeks. Uh, let's talk. Uh, by the way, I'm Patrick Davis. With me across the lane, across the, uh, the desk, is uh, my man Jacob Standard talking some sports with us. How are you doing today, Jacob? I'm doing good. I, uh, I took down a Chick-fil-A sandwich about an hour ago. Uh, before we started, so we'll see how I'm doing in an hour or two. But right now, I still got a bunch of energy. But yeah. that has been known to put me to sleep. I know that so. uh, my man Rob Babers does not understand. I'm not a Chick fil A guy. What? I'm not. I just I had like a couple when I was a kid and never thought they were anything that special. And then there's lines, and I know they say it goes fast, but I don't do lines. It does go fast. It goes I, really fast. I know, but I don't do lines. This one right. And over I here? also I also am one of those people that I I get it to detriment, but I don't like popular things. If it's something's really popular, then I think it can't be that good. Nothing oh. nothing that popular is that good. They're always just kind of it's, it's just too it's too niche and too I need some more niche for me. I need that's too too generic appeal. I don't need what, that. I mean, what about football? It's not popular. I've, what's what I've heard, what I've heard is from people have told me the NFL is not as popular now. Uh people are upset about it and then college football, I you know what I've heard from Florida State fans is that it doesn't even exist anymore. It's, this is why yeah. the ratings are so low is because of the decision. That's what they keep telling me. Uh, and I, let, me, let me start off the show by annoying Florida State fans once again. Again, I feel bad that this that it had to happen. 
We'll remind you that your conference is the one who voted, your conference, the Big Ten, and the ACC voted against expansion. The reason we don't have 12 teams and you would have been in the playoff this year is your own conference. The Big 12 and the SEC voted to expand. They wanted to expand the playoffs. All the smaller conferences wanted to expand the playoffs because that, that gave them a much better shot to get in. And you should. But that being said, can we stop the, uh, well, Trevor Lawrence got hurt. Does that mean they're not going to get in? And, and oh, Joe Burrow got goodness. hurt. Does that mean they're not going to get in? No, because they don't have a four-team playoff. Right. If they did, it would mean they would get in because they play five more. They play more games than you play, and they would lose some more because there's more parity in, in in the NFL. The worst NFL team is still usually a better team than you know, like they're better than Florida. Florida State is better than Florida by more than the worst and the best NFL team. Yeah, and, and it's just there. It's college football. You can have a really really bad team. The worst team in the NFL still has a certain amount of salary cap. They still have a certain amount of everything. They're, they're still NFL players. Also, there's no decision process that goes into that the is. NFL it's playoffs. It's just record. It's a different yeah. – but there's more teams. Right. That's, a, that's why they changed it to 12 teams was because they said, you know what, it is wrong for this to happen, and this is a thing that could happen. And the ACC and the Big Ten and the, and the Pac-12 all said, no, that's stupid. Just put us in. Forget the Big 12 and SEC. We're the coolest ones. Uh, we'll always get in. And then you didn't get in because you did. But that that analogy that you keep doing is an invalid analogy. And I know not everybody on the text line is doing it. I know. But I I keep hearing it. I heard it on Rich Eisen before the show today. It's frustrating. And it's frustrating every time because it's just a it's not a real now I can you can get mad that there's plenty of things to be mad about and plenty of things that you can say this is I think it's it's wrong that you did that. That's not one of them. Yeah, that's a, just a, a fallacy, a, fall, a flawed argument. Let's Not to say. mention your friends, the Big Ten and the Pac-12. They're both in. So are they your friends still? Yeah. ACC? No. And then I'm, there is a worry that there is those. You know, the ACC is extra worried too because uh, Washington will be in the Big Ten next year and Texas will be in the SEC. So as of this year, there's four conferences in this big in the Final Four. Right. As of next year, there's two conferences in the Final Four. Uh, they're worried a little bit about the power conferences that. The ACC and uh, the Big 12 may start getting left out of more and more things going forward, but you have the 12-team playoff now. But also, so everybody's going to get in now. Not only that, those these super conferences that are forming, the yeah. SEC and— They'll uh, eat themselves. They'll eat themselves. They'll cannibalize themselves. Yeah. But yeah. They're, they're still going to get, you know— They'll get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, yeah, they're going to cannibalize themselves before the playoffs get there. Yeah. So I just—that that was— it, I, We heard it, and I was talking about it. It's just one of the most— annoying arguments that I keep hearing is, well, would that, would that mean they're out? And you're like, no, it does because they still got to play the games. But if Trevor Lawrence doesn't come back, now the reports are that he's feeling better pretty much immediately, that it wasn't even a high ankle sprain, that there's talks that he could even play this weekend. Oh, my goodness. I couldn't imagine after seeing that hit he took. And so there's he's saying that it wasn't even that bad of a sprain is all the, the reports we're hearing now, that it has, he has not been ruled out for Sunday yet. Let's put it that way. Wow. Which... So that's big because the AFC South, they have a one-game lead on the Texans and a one-game lead on the Colts. Uh, we do know that Tank Dell is is out for the season for the for the Texans. That is a big blow as he is, uh, they were saying in the votes, he was a top-ten vote-getter for Four. wide receivers. Oh, okay. And yeah. fourth in the AFC. So that's a, that's a big, you know, that's someone who is... I can see that. ...doing really well. So that's a big blow for the Texans. But however... Uh, definitely something to look forward to of uh, that race in the AFC South where it was not predicted to be a great race this season, especially when Anthony Richardson went down, Gordon Min- uh, Gardner Minshew doing what he does 
in Indianapolis. All right, let's talk some transfer portal. Uh, there's not a ton more to report in the transfer portal. Uh, there's been a couple more names who have jumped into the transfer portal, but for the most part, there's another Texas player. Do you have the Texas player's name, Jacob? Uh, it is Sawyer Gorham Welch, interior offensive lineman. Uh, he's there. He is a graduate transfer with two years left. He will finish out the season with the Longhorns. Uh, however, he is going to move on. I, I could believe this is more of an academic thing. Yeah, uh, he's looking past the league. Cause I, I yeah. could imagine that this is what it is. Maybe he wants more playing time and he knows he's not going to get it there, but I assume – if I had to assume, I would assume this is an academic thing that he realizes he has two more years to get a scholarship and get a graduate's degree and help himself. And maybe he'll play some more or whatever it is. Uh, but that's what we get out of uh, Texas news. Uh, A&M has more and more people jumping into the, the portal right now. They, they are not feeling good about their news. Uh, we, we are seeing this. I think there is something in the portal right now we're seeing, too, with NIL. Okay. Where we saw the guys who were ready to move on, right? And like the Dylan Gabriel who said, Jeff Levy's gone. I, I'm okay. I'm I'm gonna go to my next place. Or, you know, you know, even McCord or whatever, you know, McCord in uh in Ohio State, I think he was, you know, his decision was made already. He was going. I think there's enough guys, and we're seeing this in A and M a little bit, of guys who were told they may get some NIL and maybe did not get the full thing, or they're seeing if they can up the number in the NIL. And they're renegotiating right now to see, well, I'm going in the portal unless you want me to stay. Can you make me want to stay? And not a football reason, but a monetary reason. And I'm not saying that Texas doesn't have players that are that are better than this. There are Texas players who I'm sure have done this. So it's not fully – I'm not. it's not casting aspersions on any of these players – but I know this is something that we're getting. We're going to see some more of these players that are looking in the NIL in the next few days as they are talking to, you know, businesses. All right, well, you know, I'm looking at going into the portal. Can you make it worth my while to stay, or are you fine? And I'll go and I'll go try and find the money elsewhere. What's your best offer? Yeah, I mean, it's simple as that. What's your best offer for some of these yeah. guys, especially these early portal entries? Um, yeah, it's pretty clear to see on some of that. Uh, but yeah, Texas is going to be looking. Uh, for a lot of positions in the portal, there's a lot of guys in there, so we'll see what Texas, if we start to get a little bit further into uh, the transfer portal and as Sark can evaluate some of these players, you know, he's still going through everything and trying to recruit and trying to get players that, you know, they, they're they probably going to try and go after some cornerbacks. I, know, I believe another safety went in for Texas as well. Uh, another safety went in for Texas. And so the safety room, you're going to have to replenish. Through yeah. the portal, BJ Allen Jr. Yeah, so yeah. you're you're gonna have to replenish that safety room and through the portal and through uh, tr uh through recruiting, you're gonna have to help that DB room. Is you're losing Jade Barron, who's your best guy right now, and you're losing Ryan Watts, so you're gonna have to keep that secondary is gonna need a lot of help. Uh, wide receivers, they're probably gonna try and bring in some more experience, as we know that Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell and probably JT Sanders are all gone after this year which will lead you to believe that, you know, Jontae Cook can step in, but you none of these guys have massive playing time. Right. So if you can go get another receiver or two, you may go out and look for that. Uh, you're looking for offensive linemen always. You're looking for defensive linemen, losing Sweat and probably Murphy and possibly Collins. You may want to go ahead and go and get some of those as well. So a lot of positions that Texas is going to be looking at in the transfer portal. And, and, you know, you may even try and bring in another quarterback if Malik Murphy does leave. Just to have three. Just to have three. If you don't, you know, you don't have a recruit, you may go get a senior or somebody who doesn't mind 
you know, being the backup who wants to compete, but someone you can trust in uh, to come in. You may do that too. Who knows? Who who knows what they're actually going to go for in the portal? But we can assume wide receiver. We can assume a lot in the secondary. Uh, and then we can also assume that they're going to try and get uh, some wide receivers in there just to try and do that. And I think good teams are constantly adding those because you want that competition in those rooms. I would also say defensive linemen. I would, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive linemen for sure. For linemen. sure. Yeah. You've lost some of those guys. There is a couple at A&M who left that were top guys yeah. uh, that you may go after as well. All yeah. right. Uh, and if we look at some coaches that were moving around, uh, not a ton of news. Houston has hired their guy from Tulane, Willie Fritz. Uh, USC, the defensive coordinator that PK was mentioned as. Uh, PK was mentioned in those talks that they may try and go after him okay. at USC. They have hired uh, Danton Lynn, who is from UCLA. So that is no longer, PK is no longer in those talks for USC. Uh, Penn State has hired Kansas offensive coordinator. And uh, K-State's offensive coordinator is headed over to Texas A&M, which is going to be a, you know, I, I think we know we know that offense, so it's another game where you can say, okay, we kind of know what they're going to be doing offensively. I don't think so. I think it's more of a sign that they are changing their offensive philosophy over there completely. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. K-State. Yeah. We've played K-State oh, is yeah. what I meant. So yeah, we yeah, know yeah. the offensive coordinator there. Uh, Jeff Choate, the linebackers coach for Texas, is going to be heading to Nevada as a head coach, but the report is he will be staying with the team throughout the playoffs uh, to stay with Texas and get through this season before he goes and takes over full-time at Nevada. And another uh, coaching knows to notice, uh, Jake Spavitol. Jake Spavitol, former Texas State head coach, is headed over to Baylor to be the new offensive coordinator in that Dave Aranda-run team where Dave Aranda is going to be trying to do more of the defensive side right. and kind of give up a little bit of the head coaching just where he was trying to do too much, I think, and he realized that they need to make a change. He's going to bring in Jake Spavitol, who has head coaching experience, yep. to kind of help out and manage the offense a little bit more. Let Iran to handle the defense because I mean I guess they're saying that it may be too much. So now you have two head coaches and one real the one final say is Aranda still. Right. You got somebody you don't have to manage as much. It's like the opposite yes. of the Cowboys situation where it's yes. like, like they should have had DQ managing Mike, which I think they still are, just not in title. Yeah. yeah. DQ, uh, by the way, we'll get into that. But yeah, he was doing the press conference today. Ooh. He was doing the press conference. And I, I see it's he's always always funny to see a coach with the backwards hat roll. Backward, yeah. It's just always <laughs> Did funny. Did he chest bump like somebody up there on stage too? <laughs> uh we also get to uh the report that the finalist for the high the uh coach of the year came out today. The uh what is it, Eddie Robinson Award. Yes. And Steve Sarkeesian is that is on that list, which is something that you really want to see. Uh it's funny because I don't believe Mike Gundy's on the list. He is not. So if we do have the full list in front of you, I do. I pull it up. I wait, give me the list of all the names. They've got David Braun from Northwestern, Jamie Chadwell, Liberty, Kalen DeBoer, Washington, Eliah Drinkwitz, Missouri, Jed Fish, Arizona, Rhett Lashley, SMU, Chuck Martin, Miami, Ohio, Mike Norvell, Florida State, yep. Barry Odom, UNLV, Nick Saban, Alabama, Steve Sarkeesian, Texas, and John Summerall, Troy. Yeah, it is a good list of uh, coaches. You, I, I there's a little part of me that wants Kalen DeBoer to win. I think they're going to give it to Mike Norvell just to try and they may and they may. I mean, I think I think that's a good choice. But no, but that's bit. not smoother. But I think you know you can say, look, you went thirteen and zero. That's a really good record, especially when you lost your your starting quarterback. I, I you know yeah, I, you're right. That might be more of a spit in the face than it is. A yeah, they, I, over. I, I wouldn't necessarily also want to give him a live mic. Right now. <laughs> Just be like, oh, this is not going to go well. Why do you think he's a little unstable right now? I think he might still be a little mad. A little bit. I, I wonder how much money it cost him. Ooh. 
You know it cost him money. Whatever that performance booster the, was. The performance yeah. booster. You know it cost him that. So Oof. he's not a fan of that. But Kalen DeBoer from Washington is also on this list. And I think it'd be fun to give it to him just so Sark and the team can get him mad that he has lost out in two awards. He has lost to two guys that they have to go play and have that little added emphasis of who's the real best coach if, for Texas. It, it worked in the in the Big 12 championship game. If it I means get, they're going to beat him by 50, then yeah, yeah I'm good with it. They give it to yeah. him. Uh, but good to see that uh, Sark is in that coach of the year. And something that I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, is one of the reasons why I think Sark is on this list and why he can get in because we know that his play calling at points has not been great. We know that... He's shown his weaknesses at points, even this season. Uh, he's gotten better at a lot of things. You want to see him continue to grow. But I think Sark has continued to grow as a coach. Big time. Uh, you know, is this a, and it's a thing where in previous, uh, previous coaches at Texas, you didn't necessarily see the trajectory and what was happening now. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I have some friends that were Tom Herman people, and they really liked him. And I liked Tom Herman as a person. He was always very nice to me uh, every time I worked with him. He was very nice to me. So I, I have no problem with him, uh, but I did see problems in there, and there was things that when I Sark came in that you noticed the change in it. And, you know, I was somebody that with Tom Herman, when he was here, culture was kind of much more overblown in my brain. Okay. Because the Tom Herman culture wasn't so much a culture. It was more of an attitude. And I know we're getting to semantics on this, but – it was much more of an attitude of, you know, where they're going to be the toughest team and we're going to, but it wasn't necessarily walking the walk. It was much more talking the talk. And so you would go into everything and you'd walk with your chest out. But when you went to game day, you weren't necessarily the toughest. It was like, you know, headbutting guys with helmets on. Does that make you the toughest guy? Not no. really. No. It, you're just doing something stupid. And so that was kind of the attitude more. With that, we had Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong went in there, wanted to be a disciplinarian. Yeah. But he wasn't really being a disciplinarian. He was more in the world of disciplinarianism. Hey, man, don't get caught. Hey, guys, uh, you know what? We need to stop getting caught doing bad things. What a fantastic leader. But that's what, if you come into these, if you go into a group of kids, because that's how, you know, as kids, when we grow up, if your parents say, you got to be home by midnight, you're going to find every which way to sneak back out of the house after midnight. It doesn't mean in your head, I think midnight's right. Yeah. Because they didn't tell you, you need to be home at midnight because this, that, and the other. These are the reasons why I'm worried about you being out afterwards, and I'm worried about your safety, and we need to make sure you're okay, and we, this is why we're doing it. They said, curfew is midnight. you got to be home at midnight. Challenge accepted. And you said, cool, I'll come home, you see me, and I'm climbing out the window, and I'm going back out. I'm going to make that leap off the first I'm story. Push my, I'm going to push my car down the road so yep. you can't hear it start. <laughs> Look, we've all, and that's we all know this. I'm sure some of you were good kids, but the rest of us know this. No, I know exactly what neutral is for on my car. <laughs> so... So we know that that's what it is. When you come into a program and you're telling all these people, and I know I've talked to people that were part of the program when Mac Brown took over. Okay. And I know those people when Mac Brown came in, he was trying to clean up this, you know, trying to clean up. And they hated it because they were like, we ran 6th Street, man. We ran 6th Street. And then he came in and was like, guess what? You're not going to 6th Street anymore. Yeah, no, now we and run he, the football field. And he shut him down yeah. and it worked for a little bit. And then he and then the Texas Boosters came to Mac Brown and said, well, you cleaned up the program. Now we want to win. And Mac said, okay, we're letting him go back to 6th Street. Because he knew you, you can't have both things. You can't have, I'm going to be the tough guy and the disciplinarian, and I'm going to bring this culture that we're family. Because they're kind of two different things. Yeah. So he cleaned up the program and then he brought in the culture. 
And, and I think when we see with Tom Herman, there was a great attitude. He was a good coach who could win games, but he couldn't evolve. He couldn't evolve his coaching to the next step and win the big games and get his players to play at a higher level. The player development didn't get better and better because players weren't taking it upon themselves and the accountability wasn't there. You had great leaders, but if you look at that Tom Herman era, if you take Sam Ellinger out of it, that becomes a different story to me because Sam Ellinger was a great leader on this team. Yeah, Tom Herman wouldn't even acknowledge that the kicker had a name. And that's Urban Meyer stuff. Yeah. Because he came from Urban Meyer who kicked a kicker when he was in the NFL. Right. Because he was told him to move and all that other stuff. And it's, it's just a different attitude, and that's not the culture that you're trying to build because the culture is built, and this is a team that the first thing everybody says is, those are my brothers, and I'll do anything for them. And when, you, when it's your family, you don't want to let them down. And when you're teaching them the reason why you do these things and you're teaching them about being accountable for your family, for your brothers, it brings on a different sense that it makes you want to work out in that weight room more. Not for you, because for me, I don't care. I'll weigh 500 pounds. I'll go, I'll go eat three dinners. But I don't want to let him down. But I don't want to let everybody else down. Yeah. I don't want to be the one who can't go on a walk with a friend because I'm too fat to do it. So I'm going to try and exercise a little bit more. So that's my accountability for other people. And that's one example. But in reality, when you're talking about it for these teams, you're going to work out longer in the gyms. You're going to take those drills a little bit more seriously if you're doing it for somebody else. Because for yourself, you can only push yourself to pain. But you, we've seen what people will do for family members and go back into burning buildings and things like that. That's what you have to train them. And you can't do the old school way. The old school way was a military way, which was I'm going to beat your, your own identity out of you. Yeah. I'm going to take all of your personal identity out of you, and we're going to make you men that, are, that, are, that when I say jump, you say how high. That's that. Sark doesn't have that. Sark will tell you why he'd like you to jump. He'd tell you about, hey, if you can get over this, that would be great. And if you get a little bit higher, man, man, look what we could achieve. He'll explain to you the benefits. And he can do yeah. all that. And you want to do it because you don't want to let him down. And then the best part is Sark goes, hey, man, we need to jump over there. And then your teammates are the one that goes, yeah, we can do this. We'll find the way we'll do this. And the leadership on the field. And they get a Quinn Ewers that really came in and you know could have an attitude right now because he wasn't doing as well as he thought. And could have, after the first year, had a lot of issues by not being the guy that he wanted to be. He could have had all that. And he didn't. He didn't. He came out and worked on himself and worked on being a better person for everybody else around him, for, for his girlfriend, for his, for his family, for, for the team, for Sark. He worked on being better. And part of that meant that he is now able to handle things mentally at a different level. Those are the things that he's imparting on this team. And that's why we've seen the growth in Texas is because you have to do it. Sark said uh, when he was being interviewed in the college ball playoff that he talked to Pete Carroll when he took the Texas job. And Pete Carroll told him, if you, if you want to do things the way they've always done things, you can do it and it'll be a lot easier, but you look like you're probably going to get the same result they got before. If you want to do things your way and you know it's right, it's going to be a lot harder, but the results are going to be much better. And that's what Sark did. He did it the hard way. He walked into those press conferences going five and seven and shook everybody's hand and ate humble pie a lot and didn't be too defensive at a lot of those meetings where he could have been much worse. And I know there's coach speak and I know there's points where he was defensive and those points, but he took a lot of shots on the chin. I was there at those press conferences. And I saw him and I saw him trying to walk in and smile. And I saw him try and be a polite guy to people and try and make a joke and try and you know lighten up the room when everybody's wondering, man, did we make a bad hire? Yeah. 
I mean, and and then in year two to come back and still pe- preach Big Twelve championship game when we didn't think it was a possibility, and then get close enough that it, it was a possibility, and it, it slips away to go into a bowl game and, and not have the best plan, but have the team that was there at least fighting it, at least fighting it. And then we watch through this year where this team plays at a much higher level, and you see what Sark has been able to do to invent a culture, and it's something that Texas has not had in a while. And it's different than Mac Brown's culture because it's a different era. Because Mac Brown could still do a lot of things. There wasn't NIL. There wasn't really a transfer portal when Mac was here. So he could kind of build things up. And yes, Mac Brown was a, still the guy who, he, look, all rumors are he promised Chris Sims that he was going to play, and that's why Chris Sims played. That's what all the rumors are. How much that's true and how much it's not, who knows? Chris Sims knows, Mac Brown knows. Right. Those two know. And, and I'll give all hats off to Mac Brown that he's never talked about it because he doesn't want to, he's not going to say anything. What about Chris? Chris could talk about it, but it's not going to make him look any better. Yeah. So I don't know why he would. And maybe there wasn't. Maybe he just said, this is the right thing to do. And I think that Chris, that's a possibility too. But we know Mac Brown made some bad, you know, or some tough decisions. And it just got later on in the career. And I think Mac Brown had a great career, but he wasn't still as hungry as he needed to be. And so it was time to move on. And, and there was a point after 2009 and that injury when he lost that, that national championship that they fought back in. They, they had a shot with a great Garrett Gilbert who wasn't playing great. And you had all that, and you still had a shot in that game. That's when Texas started to fall off. It has took a long time to get back where they're at, but I give Sark a ton of credit, a ton of credit for building the culture here now where this team – is not having a bunch of people jump in the transfer portal immediately. Right. And not even guys, and no guys so far that he's really recruited heavily and have been playing and been the guys that are a big piece of it. He hasn't had that. Yeah, no, I think you absolutely have to give Sark credit for it. Uh, and it's it's never been more evident than, like you were talking about, when he was taking his lumps on the chin, that Oklahoma State game last year. Yeah. When everybody was screaming bench Quinn, and he knew he had bigger picture. Bigger, bigger picture. picture. Bigger picture. And he knew, and he, so I, I my hat's off to him, and whether he wins or not, uh, he has definitely changed a lot of opinions in Texas, in Austin, for fans of Texas that, you know, I I, I mean, I my phone, I got multiple texts, let's just say, that of people that are now going, okay, I see it, and, and I see what you were talking about because I've been telling them for the last year and a half ago, there's, there's something different about this guy. Like, you need to give him a chance because I'm seeing what he's doing, and, and what I can tell you, the biggest thing, is I said on these airwaves three, four years ago, Culture is one of the most overused word in sports. And it's still overused. I'm still not completely away from that. It's still an overused phrase. But I understand it way better because I've seen it up firsthand with this program versus the programs before and the difference that it makes. So I will give props to Sark for what he's done. Now that that rant's over. Yep. Let's get to Patrick's Big Fat Poll today. Patrick's Big Fat Poll of the Day on the Horn. All right. Here's one for you on the text line, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. Which non-senior, so we're going to take out the people that have to leave, the, the, the people that we know are leaving because they're going to the draft or, or you know the eligibility's out, we're taking those out. Which non-senior are you most worried about losing, whether it's a transfer portal or going pro, which non-senior is the player that you think for Texas, are you the most worried of like, man, that's going to be a whole really hard person to replace? So we're taking out Tavondre Sweat, Jalen Ford, and those guys that eligibility's up. And you're, are you worried about someone who's not necessarily on that, who hasn't transferred or hasn't said they're going pro yet? 
but you're worried about them. And it could be Xavier Worthy, who we all assume is going pro. Uh, I believe his, one of his family members said they was, and then he told everybody else, that's not me. I have not made my decision yet. Yeah, everybody calm down. So is it Xavier Worthy? Is it Quinn Ewers? Is it, uh, is it you know, we know Nate doesn't think it's Alfred Collins, but if it's somebody on the defensive end that you're worried about, is it a transfer you're worried about? We know uh, the reports are now Arch Manning staying. They're finally reporting the, the other way that we've been reporting. Everybody's reporting in Texas for the past three months. Uh, but who is it? Let us know. Is it Malik Murphy? Are you worried that you really are you Malik Murphy guy and you want him to, to play well and, and you're worried that he's going to leave? Who is it? Tell us on the text line, 512-447-3776. I'd love it, too, if you tell us why. We always love to read your tweets. We're going to get to those. Or your texts, sorry. Uh, we'll get to those. We're also going to talk some NBA when we come back here on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex of the Horn. Back on the sports complex here on the Horn on a Wednesday afternoon, playing songs with time in them. You know, since we moved to a new time slot, 4 to 6 p.m. here on the Horn. So we're playing songs with time all week long. Jacob, do you know this song? Yes, this is feels like the first time. Oh, my God. It's not at all. No. It's not at all. It's not even close to that. Yes, it is. It's not. What is it? It's called Long Time. It's by Boston. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I I didn't play this song. Goes with another song. They're on the same track. Yeah, uh, a song called Foreplay, which is just an, an, an instrumental. What's that intro. one about? It's just uh, it's an instrumental. Oh, okay. It's just foreplay for the song, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know everyone on our text line knew that song. I though. was so confident in that. <laughs> it's for those of you who obviously don't get to see us during the breaks, as soon as he queued up that song, I pointed at Patrick. And, and he was like, I got it. I was it. like, I know this one. I, I know this it. one. Set me up. And if you don't know, Jacob has a pop culture uh, void of knowledge for anything before <laughs> five minutes ago. Never short of confidence, though. <laughs> Never, Never short of short. confidence. Uh, every time. It's hilarious to me that I make any reference I make around Jacob, he will immediately just give you a blank stare and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll I go, pretend to know it. And then I'll go, yeah. do, do you know what that is? And he goes, no. Not at all. Never heard of that <laughs> thing? <laughs> uh, text lines open 512-447-3776. Uh, text here. Patrick, thoughts on Texas plus eight tonight? I like it. We're going to get way more into uh, Texas versus Marquette in the 6 o'clock hour. We will break you down uh, Texas Marquette as well as we can early in the season against these two teams. Uh, but I will tell you, since you asked nicely, I, I like Texas plus eight. Ooh. I like it. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a close game. I'm good with that. Uh, another text. I don't get Chick-fil-A either. Most overrated chain in America. Round of applause for you. Grow up. Yeah. Round Grow of up. Round of applause. What's, what's your beef with Chick-fil-A? <laughs> unless, unless they want to sponsor me, in which case, yum, yum, chicken. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. If we have to slap. Also, also for the record, I hate their commercials. Why? Let me throw in, I hate those those commercials about the fake small town people 
with the most random. How dare you? Where it's like, well, our whole town flooded and, you know, we lost everything, but they got a boat and brought us a Chick-fil-A sandwich. You're like, really? How That's dare what you were worried about? Yes. That's how important Chick-fil-A sandwiches are. Uh, and then they're like, I talk to my person at Chick-fil-A every day. And I'm like, that is insane. You shouldn't talk to people ever. Like, that's a crazy. In my head, I try and get through most daily interactions with people I don't know as quickly as I can. And not you listeners. I know you guys. Oh, yeah. You, you don't guys even are- talk to the hairstylist. No, I don't talk to anybody. But I mean, you're, you're going to be in that chair for like 10 minutes. You're not going to talk to him at all? No. If, if I could not talk to any, I, I Look, I talk for a living. I talk for money. So when I'm spending money, no. That's a, I'm losing on both ends of that. Oh, man. Don't want to talk to anybody. I don't like small talk is the thing. I don't like small talk at all. I just can't. I despise it. It's fake. I don't like being a fake person. I'm not a big fan of it either, but I can't help it. When I'm going to be sitting in their chair for 10 minutes, I'll sit there and talk to the hairstylist. I'll find out their name, their husband's oh, name, yeah. their wife's no, name, their kids. No, no, <laughs> no. Let me just sit there and pretend life doesn't exist for a couple minutes. <laughs> and then I'll be a new hair and I'll be like, oh, it's relaxing. I meditate. Boo. <laughs> uh, Nate says, uh, that was an astute statement about why the transfer portal offensive line guy. I figure you should get a degree from UT. But as for a scholarship to get that degree, you got to take it and go. And also tell you this. Uh, you can get it. He's got a degree. He's a graduate transfer, so he right. has a degree from Texas. Right. He can now transfer to somewhere else and get another degree. Specialize. So he can get a specialized. If there's a program that te- that some other school offers a really good master's in or graduate degree in, he can get that. But he's already got a degree from Texas, so he's got that. And why not get two more years of education? You know, while you're living for free on their dime. Yeah, good for him. Uh, you know, and he's made a few bucks because he was an offensive lineman, scholarship offensive lineman for Texas. We know he's made fifty grand the last couple of years from the Pancake Factory. Pancake right? Factory. So we know he's got a little bit of scratch, so he can, you know, live live nicely enough wherever he goes. And we don't know. We'll see where he ends up too. If he ends up at a higher level school of like a Ricer, and I don't mean look, Texas is the highest level school, guys. I, that's a that's a crazy statement I just made. But yeah, <laughs> we'll see where he ends up if he goes somewhere that has a program or something that he really likes. But yeah, he he's already got the degree from Texas. So when I have when I have two, I mean, I personally would just have twenty degrees from Texas. But that's only because I that's the only format I have in my printer when I'm printing out fake degrees. Well, I did that plan as well. My, that was my plan was just keep working on new degrees so I don't have to pay my student loans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just keep delaying that six month window. Uh, and Patrick hates the Cowboys. What a bum! Don't go to Waterburger either. It's popular. Oh, you know, look, I I do go to Ooh. Waterburger. I do go to Waterburger. It does not have the lines. That I go into because I use the app, and then I just go to the curbside, pull right in the curbside. They bring my food out to how, me. How many curbside slots do they have? Five, and they're never full. Well, you're still in line. I'm not in line. There, there's never anybody else parked there. There's when you no go one in there. front of me. But you're that's in not a line. line. That is a line. It's no, no, just no I'm in. I'm direction. waiting. I'm waiting. I'm not in a line. What? Yeah. So come you're, on. What, you're in a queue instead of a line. Yeah, a, a digital queue. <laughs> I'm in a digital queue. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Try and try and win this argument with me. Unreasonable, <laughs> unreasonable. I just I look. I had the sandwiches. It's also like I will also put this in that I'm also at 39 years old. I don't need to find anything else I like that's bad for me. Oh, that's a good point. I, yeah. I I'm already overweight. I don't need to add on. So when people are like, "You should try pie again," because I don't like pie, and they're like, "You should try pie." I'm like, "No, I shouldn't." You know what? I don't need turning 40. I don't need 40 years old and find out I love pie. 
That seems like a bad trend because you know what I can do? Go to the store and buy them. I don't have a wife. I can do whatever I want. And that is a problem. Not looking to pick up new vices right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to. I've already got a food's a vice for me. Yeah. I don't need to add on to it. <laughs> well, do you just like sugar out of the bag in your mouth? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> don't need to add that. The NBA and season tournament continued. We're going to get to your back to your text 512 447 3776 asking which non senior are you most worried about losing this season for Texas? Send that in and anything else you want to talk about. We are, you guys drive the show. We just try to keep it on the rails, which we don't sometimes. But. Uh, the NBA season tournament continued last night. The Knicks lose to the Bucks, one forty-six to one twenty-two. Oh yeah, one forty-six. The Knicks team is the third best defensive team in the league, but not last night. Uh, Julius Randle had a really good game for the Knicks, forty-one points, fourteen of nineteen shooting. He was shooting uh, historically bad numbers to start the season. Is turning it around and playing really well as of late. So I think Tibbs has got him playing where he needs to be. Uh, Jalen Brunson, though, not as good. Went 0 for 5 from 3, 10 for 22 on the game. Thought he might have a better game in there. Did not get it going. Uh, Giannis, though, 35 points for him. And at least the scoring for the Bucks. And what really went crazy, the three-point shooting for the Bucks. they shot 60.5% from three in that game. You cannot play that bad of perimeter defense. You know, they can go inside-outside, and Giannis is a guy who pulls in defenders. He was finding guys. Dame goes five for seven from three. We talked about how Brunson was shooting a better three-point percentage, not in that game. And Michael Beasley, six for ten Beasley goes in that game. Six for ten from three for Beasley. So the Bucks move on in theirs, and now we get the Suns and Lakers game. There was a little controversy. There was. At the end of the Suns and Lakers game, uh, Lakers up two with about seven seconds to go, and Austin Reeves gets the ball, does the fall forward trying to get a foul call. Yeah. Which is you can't do when you're young. He, he when gave him young. a bump right as he got it, too. You saw that. He, he gave him a bump, but he, yeah. he gave him the, I look, I get it. I played two. Yeah. You get bumped, and it's a foul every other minute of the game. Right. The last two minutes of the game, it may not be a foul, so you can't do that. You got to be strong in it. Uh, he just makes a, a you know sophomore move, and he's not a rookie anymore. So sophomore move, uh, and then loses the ball. They then the ball's flying all over the court. Goes over to a uh, a Suns player, but they've awarded a timeout to LeBron James and the Lakers. Right. The Lakers get the ball back. Uh, Frank Vogel and the Suns are irate. But they end up winning the game by three. Austin Reeves also hits a big three down the stretch. So he he comes out of this squeaky clean for someone who could have been the villain uh, at the end of that. Uh, Kevin Durant has another big game. 31 points, 12 for 17, 4 from 7 from the three-point land. He's playing really good basketball. LeBron James, 31 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists, and 5 steals. That dude wants to win the end season championship really, really bad, doesn't he? That's great for the NBA. That is fantastic. I, he, he just wants to add that, and then he's going to go, guess who's... Guess what I got that Michael Jordan doesn't have? A thing that didn't exist when he was here. There you go. Can I add one more thing to that discussion? Yeah. I'm going to make an addition to my list of in-season tournament courts that need to go away forever. Okay. And it's the Lakers. That that yellow on yellow on the out-of-bounds was really tough. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's not good. So we now have our matchups coming up. Uh, Those next games will be coming up on Thursday, I believe. Thursday or Friday? Thursday? Tomorrow, right? Uh, Thursday. Thursday. So tomorrow night we will get more in-season matchups. We'll talk more about the next match tomorrow uh, all three NBA teams in in Texas are playing tonight because none of them are in the tournament so they get the off day games uh the Spurs are playing the Timberwolves it is the first versus the last in the Western Conference playing tonight uh Timberwolves are 12 and a half point favorites we'll see Wimby versus Gobert some we'll yeah. get to see the Frenchman battle 
We've, we've seen it before, though, right? We have, but yeah. we'll see it again. Uh, and this is, I'm curious. I'm curious if Pop is going to start trying to make some adjustments. I was reading a stat about the two-man stats with women Yama. Basically, what the plus-minus is with women Yama of one guy on the court or with women Yama when he's on the court and this other guy is one of those stats. Uh, there's one player with a positive stat right now. Who's that? Trey Jones, oh. who is not in the starting lineup because they're running that big starting lineup. I think we're getting to the point that Trey Jones may have to go back into the starting lineup. I get you didn't do that, but Trey Jones and Wimby play really well together. Right. Uh, I don't trust Jeremy Sohan to run an offense. I think Devin Vassell, if he's healthy, it helps a little bit more. But this offense is too much, and especially when he's out, there's too much of whoever has the ball is taking the shot, and they need to move the ball around a little bit more. They're three and eighteen. They got to change something at some point. I don't know if it's going to be now or it'll be a little bit later in the month. But you figure at some point they may abandon the experiment. Yeah, because at some point this is going to get out of hand. It's going to get away from you. Yeah, and you just don't want to have the losing culture because right. it, it losing breeds losing. Yes. And, and so you you kind of want to move away from it at a certain point. Uh, but I, I think it is. Pop said he was going to try and give it time to kind of see who's playing well with him. If we see through the first month and a half of the season, it's Trey Jones. He's playing really well with him. And maybe if he's on the court, maybe some of those number numbers will pick up for Keldon and Sohan and Vassell as well, and you can kind of pick up that lineup. I get you want to have Zach Collins on the court, but Zach Collins is getting beat around in the post as well uh, by bigger by bigger guys that are going and scoring on him anyway. So I may just try and put in a Keldon Johnson and have him bump more, and they can shoot over the top of him. But Zach Collins is also getting bid on defense a lot and missing a lot of threes. I think he could be good energy off the bench. Yeah, but I'm not sure he needs to be in that starting lineup right now. You'd rather have someone who can bruise a little bit better. Yeah, and I put yeah. Sohan down there if I want to get somebody. But you know, put, put those guys, Keldon and Sohan, and have them bump a little bit more. Whereas Zach Collins is kind of going straight up, seven foot tall, and just getting bumped back. But guys like Shingoon for Houston was just going over the top of him all game long, just bumps him down to right next to the basket. And you've seen that kind of throughout the season with different guys. So we'll see. We'll see what ends up if they change tonight or if it goes. I've not heard they're changing anything yet, but it could be at a point. Uh, Thunder are two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at the Rockets. Uh, this is what's interesting. Okay. The Rockets are first in perimeter three-point defense. The problem is they're not very good at defending around the rim. They get in a lot of foul trouble around the rim. Really? Shagoon doesn't have a lot of good lateral quickness. So as much as he can block shots and whatever else, he, if you can get him and run to the basket, if he doesn't get there in time, they're picking up a lot of fouls. So this team with an SGA and a Chet, I think they're going to drive the basket a lot more in this game. Uh, I do have the Thunder winning it just because I like that team a lot. I like the Thunder a lot. So I have them winning. But the Rockets are going to put up a fight. They've been playing really good defense at home, not great on the road. We'll see if they'll be able to cut down the fouls against the Thunder. I'll take the Thunder by 50. <laughs> and Dylan then, Brooks, the scum of the earth. <laughs> we no, none of us like Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Uh, and the Jazz are playing the Mavericks. Mavericks are eleven and a half point favorites. The Mavs have lost three out of the last five. Last two at home, they've also lost. Uh, they're, they're a better team at home. They're putting up about one twenty a game at home. Uh, the Jazz are not being a great are not a great team this year. So I think the Mavs can come through and win this game. Uh, they've also missed some because Luka Doncic missed the game. That's usually going to be a That's loss. Hurt. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're playing pretty well. Derek Lively plays well. That team plays pretty well. And if Grant Williams hits his threes, which he's shooting really well at. Uh, at home, that adds a huge piece because if you put a, def a defender that can actually shoot threes and be a real 3 and D guy and be an elite 3 and D guy, uh, that really helps your team out, and that's what helps out this uh, this Mavericks team. All right, we need to take a break. We're going to come back and start reading your text. 512-447-3776, which non-senior are you most worried about losing for Texas and anything else you guys want to talk about on 
uh, on the text side, 512-447-3776. Here on the Horn, 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at hornfm.com. Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex, weekday afternoons on the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Playing time songs because of our new time slot. And Jacob, do you know this song? Uh, yes. Okay. This is uh, Time of the Season. Bye. Time of the Season. <laughs> I have no idea. Who it is, is it? the Zombies. The Zombies. That was actually that was my second guess. That was wasn't the first one. Was yeah. not the first one. First one was going to be Johnny Cash. And then... <laughs> so just like Johnny Cash. <laughs> Uh, back on the text side, 512-447-3776. My confidence level, we got, that was yesterday. All right. If we get Kobe Black, I'm feeling awfully good about Muhammad Black and Williams as the foundation to that secondary. That's a straight-up legion of boom. I do like that. There'll be a lot of young guys. You'd like to bring in a couple more experienced guys as well just to help keep it going because that is a lot of young guys. Derek Williams, of course, freshman this year. Manny Muhammad's a freshman this year. If you get Kobe Black, that's another. They'll be a freshman next year. So it's a lot of underclassmen. Uh, you'd like to bring in a little bit more well, it's help, like, like you said. You want that communicator back there. Someone, yeah, who yeah. And you, you're going to need some yeah. safeties too because those are a lot of on-ball defenders as well. So you'd like right. to get some safeties too uh, that can be. But I like that, Scarlett. I think I think they're going the right direction. And, and some another thing I'll give Sark credit for is he's kept his coaches, and so there is some stability in recruiting. That you have a lot of these coaches that he didn't get rid of in five and seven, and you know, and and kept these guys, even though people would normally would just go, "Oh, so let me scapegoat my DC and scapegoat these guys." Yep. He didn't do that. Uh, let's see. Jake will be the interim head coach for Baylor. Is that so? You believe that uh, Spavadol is coming for his job? That that Aranda is going to get fired and Spavadol be there if the offense plays better than the defense. That's the way, but that offense has to perform for him to be the interim head coach, or they're both going to be out of there. It's going to be an interesting experiment. I'm excited yeah, to watch I, I, it play I think out. it's great. I, I'm happy for Jake Spavadol that he gets to go do that. Uh, Chan texting uh, in there. He says, I live in an apartment 10 stories high in Singapore. Ain't no climbing out to sneak out. Yeah, that'd be a tough one. That's That would be a tough one. But I've done three stories. You I've do, gone out the front door. I've do, snuck out the front door. Not all down in one trip. You have to shimmy down some porches. No, and- I've <laughs> look, I've I've had doors cracked open at times where you needed to get it, so you did it, where you've like, as long as they don't see it, I'm good. The door's already open. I just got to sneak out. We're good. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening, parents. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Coach RT as well, right? Yeah, thoughts? On uh, doing this team and not oneself. I know. I think RT is a great guy. I, I I think there's a difference in basketball and football. That basketball it's a lot easier to build that culture a little bit quicker because you're talking about t- twin to, ten to fifteen guys. Yeah. So it's a lot easier because you know you can sit in one room and do it. When you're talking about 70, 80, 90 people that you're trying to lead in position groups and all that, it, it's so much harder to build that culture in football than it is on these smaller sports. There's more people in a special teams meeting than there is in a basketball team meeting. Yeah, and, and then yeah. also when you're saying, you know, well, we need to build culture with the with the walk-on guys. Well, the walk-on guys want to build the culture. Like, that's yeah. what they they want to be that. And, and, look, you have a Brock Cunningham who is, you know. All about the culture. All about it. So, oh. yeah, you do have that, and I think RT is a guy who, who helps build that and builds it for family. They're very big on uh, on doing activities outside of uh, – 
outside of the games and outside of that. They were all at the uh, the playing game last night because uh, they're up at Marquette. So they went to the playing game in Milwaukee last night. Oh, really? Yes, they were there in Milwaukee last night watching the games. You saw it on everybody's oh, Instagram. Cool. Uh, yeah. My man Craig Way posted it as well that they were all at the game there. So, look, he's he's doing that. I agree with you, Chan. He is on that list. It's just different for football. and Because in football, you know, it's easy for a head coach to be a culture guy for the 12-star players. Sure. You know, like if you're for Tom Herman, he was probably a really good culture guy for the 11 starters on offense. That was his purview that he was really on and some of the stars on defense. But once you go, well, that doesn't mean anything because when they're gone, now you have to rebuild it every single year. Yeah. It just becomes harder to do. And don't feel bad, Jacob. I missed that song. Yeah, Chan, don't worry. You know way more than Jacob does about pop culture before the year uh, 2024. Speak for yourself. I'm batting a 1,000 over here. <laughs> batting a 1,000 and missing. Well, I do That's... that on purpose. I miss it on oh, purpose. Oh, it's, it's all part yeah, of a bit. Obviously. Uh, Texan, we're asking about which player would you uh, are you going to most miss. we got a couple people coming up. AD is one of them. Adonai Mitchell is a junior. He technically could come back. I don't think anybody's really expecting him to. But another one, yeah, he is going to be a miss next season. Uh, Riley pieces, Charles Wright and Keelan has to be on there. Taff too. I don't think Taff will be leaving. I think Taff will still be there. Michael. Taff. Oh, that's sorry. That was from this morning. Sorry. Oh. That was from this morning. Uh, but Charles Wright is so many. All right. Charles Wright. I don't know. An I, interesting one, uh, but is it, is Charles Wright a senior? Um, he might be I a senior. Will. All right. We're going to take a break and yeah. look that up. And we got to get some more texts. We got to take a break at the top of the hour here. Uh, we'll get into more texts. We come back here on the sports complex and the horn one Oh one nine M 1260, the horn app and hornfm.com.